Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. tell you we're happy to have you here in the house of God and we know that God's going to do something good for you and if it's your first time that you came to church feel at home you might say who are all these weirdos clapping their hands and all this listen to God we were more crazy before so thank God we're clapping our hands and, and glorifying God turn your Bibles to the book of Psalms I want to read three scriptures the book of Psalms. How many know David was anointed? He was anointed as a young man. God chose him. God made him a warrior. But not only that, he was a man that really loved God and a man that was in love with God so much that he gave his whole heart to the Lord. And that's what God wants from us, a lot of us. We don't have to be super Christians. We just need to be people that are involved with God that will give everything to God, everything that, he, that you have, you yes. give it up to the Lord. So, I just want to minister a little bit on the priority of prayer, the priority of prayer. And I'm going to read these first verses here. Give ear to me my word, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King, my God, for unto thee I will pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct my prayers unto thee, and I will look up. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be here. I pray your blessing upon this word and that you will minister to us this morning. In Jesus' name I ask, amen, amen. Once you find out the secret of prayer, you will never be the same. I remember hanging around with this guy, Cal. Cal took me underneath his wing. He was an old prisoner. and You know, he was young then. I was younger. And I remember Cal took me, and he took me to, to one of the prisons up in San Francisco. And this man would park the van. It was my van. I, w I would park it, and he would say, let's, let's park right here. And let's sleep here. I said, okay. So we slept, we were headed to the prison, and this man would get up at five o'clock in the morning, and I would still be in bed. He would be out there praying. And one day I said, you know what, I'm gonna get up with him, and I wanna see what this man is all about. And I got up and I started looking for him. And as I started looking for him, I would hear him speak in tongues. And for those that don't know what tongues is, it's just the heavenly language that God gives you. And he started pacing up and down, and I'm looking at him, and I'm saying, man, this guy is pacing up and down, and he was a prayer warrior. I mean, he was knocking down all kinds of demonic forces. 
And I decided, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. And I remember there was like a spiritual line there, just like there's a line here. And I crossed the line, and I felt this presence of God there. And I started speaking in tongues and praying together. And he was going one way, and I was going the other way. And it inspired me so much that it changed my life. Sometimes you just have to hang around with somebody that knows how to pray. Pick somebody that knows how to pray so that way you can get into prayer. Because once that anointing hits you, all of a sudden you become a ball of fire inside. And here the psalmist is, this psalmist is talking about priorities. The psalmist was saying, you know what, I got to prioritize my life. I got to come into agreement with, with God himself. And I got to put my priorities together. And how many know, how many here have ever had bills in the bed or bills in the desk? And you got to prioritize everything. You looked at all that mess and you go, my God, where do I start? And it looked crazy. Well, the same way sometimes you and I have to get our hold of our minds, our spirit, and our heart. And say to ourselves, what is important in my life? What on earth is important in my life? And here the psalmist is prioritizing his life. And one of the things that he says here in the last verse of verse 3, he says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayers unto thee, and I will look up. He says, I am tired of living out somewhere else. I am coming to you early in the morning, and I'm going to... Give priority to your voice. I am not going to hear anybody's voice until I hear your voice. And this is where we have to come in. We have to decide to choose the best hours of the day for our own life. The best hours of our day. I used to be able to pray in the night, late at night. Now I'm getting to the point where I just want to get up early in the morning and pray. And sometimes God just flips your prayer life so that he can get his way. And when he gets his way, then you get your way. Come on, somebody. And so he's offering all this in the morning. And I like what Spurgeon said. This is, this is important. He says, an hour in the morning is worth two in the evening. While the dew is on the grass, let grace drop on your soul. So here God's saying, come on, prioritize your life and let's get serious with God and let's get a brand new flow flowing through our lives. I don't like to be dead. I like to be alive. I like to know that God is, is, is a God of brightness. He's not a God of darkness. He's a God of brightness. And when you spend time with God, you will find out how bright he really is. He'll light up your mind. He'll give you brand new ideas. He will make you prosper. And he will make you do things you have never done in your entire life. Because now you're prioritizing, prioritizing your life to live right before God in prayer. So this becomes so personable. So, so I want to point one is prayer takes preparation. Prayer takes preparation. Listen to verse chapter 5 
verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give ear to my word, my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Now, prayer is not repeating all the time. You know, I used to repeat when I was, you know, not knowing what I was doing. I did it out of honesty because that's the way I was brought up. So I have nothing against that when you're ignorant. But once you know the Lord, you don't have to be repeating the prayer over and over and over, the same one over and over, because there is something inside of you that is alive inside of you that when you tap into the presence of God through prayer, all of a sudden you start hearing his voice. And let me tell you, God still speaks today. He will give you ideas that you thought you would never have. He will speak to your spirit and make you feel like that's what you ought to do. You know, when you're raising a family, you need the wisdom of God. And if you're going to pray, you need to really start praying, prioritizing your life and saying to God, I am going to be prepared because my family is growing up. I'm going to be their water. I'm going to tap into you and I'm going to give you of the water God gives me. And I'm going to keep my kids in the right direction because I am the man of the house or you're the woman right now taking over those kids. You need to be there praying to God and saying, fill my heart so that I can lead my kids in the right direction. So praying is crying out to God and expecting him to hear you. You just don't cry out to God and expect nothing from him. No, you cry out to God and watch him move and you'll be surprised of how many things he does for you when you open up your eyes and your spiritual eyes are open and you see the miracles of God coming through your house. Amen. It's always beautiful for me to walk around the church and see my grandkids come in. Grandpa! And I look at them, they're so beautiful. And I said, man, i got to pray for them because they have a whole future in front of them. So your life as a man has to change. As, as, as a lady that maybe you're the man, the man of the house there right now. Because your man just left somewhere. You be empowered. My mama, man, she raised up eight of us. I'm sorry, ten of us. We lost two. And she raised us up, all of us. Man, we were a militant army. Get over here. Caradiacha, over here, get over here. I mean, she would, so she treated us as an army, but she put some principles in us that we will never forget. And I talk to all my brothers now, and all of us talk about the same thing. Why? Because she put something spiritual inside of our lives that made us bloom again. Hallelujah. So here, here's the thing. And here verse, verse 1 says, Give ear unto my word, O Lord. Consider my meditation. My meditation. When I'm praying, I am meditating before God. And, and it's, almost like, it's almost like having a, 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 a safe that you start turning the little dial and turning it. That's what meditation is. You, you got all these ideas and you got to open up the safe in your mind between you and God. And then all of a sudden you hit the combination in that meditation. And all of a sudden all, those, all that God has for you, he begins to pour it into your mind. And it becomes ideas. 
ideas for your family, and your meditation has to be there before God, you and God alone. You and God alone locked in by yourself. Everything is quiet and you're spending an hour, you're spending maybe two hours, whatever it might be, whatever you can spend, however you want to start with 15 minutes, it doesn't matter, but you're meditating there and you're kicking it there in your mind. You're kicking it to see which way you're going to go in that meditation. Because in your own meditation, God might say, you need to do this instead of that. I always pray before I make choices, bringing them up before God so that I can make the right choice because life is full of choices. And in prayer, you have to make the right choices so that you can hit that, uh, hit that lock and unlock it and see the blessing of God because you made the right choice. The right choice. This morning I was praying and I was thinking of Stella and I was saying, God, that woman was amazing. I remember that I gave her the best rings, the best of everything. And sometimes she would tell me, I don't need all those expensive things. Take them back. I said, but I love you so much. Take them back. I'm not going to wear that around the women. I said, okay, salami, salami, baloney. (laughs) And I had to take them back and get the cash and say, okay, here's the cash. Okay, that's better. Because I like what I like. (laughs) Hey, I had more cash in my my pocket. Hallelujah. That's a great idea, Stella. (laughs) I don't know why I threw that in, but it was for free, okay? In that meditation, in that prayer, in that deep meditation, then you start hearing God's word come to you. That deep meditation, that word comes to you. See, prayer... Is a thoughtful flow that's flowing from your heart. Prayer is a thoughtful flow that is flowing through your heart. God feels your heart. God feels your pain. God feels whatever you're going through as you're there meditating before God. And God begins to flow through your lives. And this is what Psalmist was doing. David was doing. He he didn't want to waste words in the time of prayer, he wanted to hear more. Sometimes we talk too much. And sometimes we have to just be quiet. That's hard to be quiet. Come on, somebody. It's hard to be quiet. We want to make all kinds of noise. Sometimes you can make all the noise and then God says, Callate, cabezón. And you're quiet. And then the revelation begins to come into your life and begins to pour it into you. But you got to be determined there to stay in that place and meditate and receive from God and allow the flow that comes out of your heart to come out of your mouth and allow everything that God is going to do. And you just stay there until that sweetness of God begins to hit your heart. And sometimes you weep. You weep in your prayer because those words are so sweet that are coming out of the throne of God, that you just break. You're teared up. All of a sudden, you become unglued. And you start weeping because there, the presence of God has just met with you. And all of a sudden, when you get up, there's this refreshment. You went in with a frown, and you came out smiling. Your husband tells you, what happened to you? I was in the presence of God. 
Well, go back in there. You look really nice. <laughs> Why? Because prayer changes a woman or changes a man because that sweetness, that power, that prayer that you've made, you are preparing your heart through that, that prayer that you've made and you're there and it's a one-way conversation. Nobody's listening. It's just you and God. You and God. You and God. And then you get emotional. How many here have ever gotten emotional in prayer? You get emotional, and that river just keeps on flowing. Those emotions keep on loosening up. And all those anxieties that you have inside all of a sudden comes out. And then the fountain of living waters just starts gushing out of you. And you say, wow, man, I hit the throne of God, and he hit me back inside. But there's got to be preparation. We always have to. Let me, let me backtrack. Sometimes as I'm headed to prayer, I'm already praying. While I'm walking, I'm thinking already. I'm thinking already. I'm praying already. But I can't wait to get to my closet, to get to that place where I, where I can spend time with him. Because now it caught me already. And I'm walking already. And I'm already praying. And when I hit that place, I know that I'm going to get what I need for my life. Are you with me this morning? Because this is spiritual. We talk about church. This is a nice building. But you're the church. You're the temple of God. This is where God deals with. Because you are the church. As an individual, you are a member of the church. A member of God's spiritual church. And you got to glorify God in your body. He lives inside of you. The only way you can glorify God in your body is when you learn how to pray. Then all of a sudden you go, wow, where have I been all this time? I've gone to church, I've gone to church, and I've gone to church, but now my prayer life is so different that now I feel some Holy Ghost fire inside of me. I feel something beautiful taking place in my life. I'm not just talking about it, I'm living it. But it takes time. It takes preparation. Second of all, this is a personal relationship with God. Look at verse 2. Out of my mouth, out of the, out of, I'm sorry, wrong scripture here. The fan took, turned my page. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my king and my God, for unto thee I will pray. Hearken. Say with me, hearken. This is where the relationship is at. Hearken. Then he says this, my king and my God. You're my king. I don't know about you, but when you see those movies, when they have a king there, they have a way of presenting you to the king. But now presenting yourself to the king is between you and God. Because now you're coming before the king and before your God. To my, my king and my God. Prayer, it's an unheard conversation between you and God. Nobody could hear it. I don't like nobody sneaking up and hear my prayers. I might be praying somebody that you don't like and, and I'm praying that God changes him. And the devil might tell you, oh, you're praying judgment on him. No, that's why I don't like you hearing my prayers. You, you can't be a cuchara. Can't be a spoon. Listening to everything. No, it is between you and God. 
personal relationship because I've seen the hand of God change people. Not only has he changed me, he has changed people because he's a king. And because he's a king, he can rule as a king. And he can do whatever he wants to do. But you're his servant. You're his, his representative person on the earth. You can cry out to God, my king and my God. And God can do things for you because you serve a mighty king. You don't serve some little image of God. You serve a supernatural God. The God that made heaven. The man, God that made earth. The man, God that made all the stars. He is the king of the world. And he was the king of the world. When you come to him, oh my God, my king and my God. My king and my God. So this is a conversation between the king and you. A, a personal, a personal God making himself real to you. Mm. Hallelujah. Personal conversation with somebody that's alive that you can't see. The Bible talks about Moses that he talked to a God he couldn't see. And even Pharaoh and all of them couldn't figure it out. He was talking to a God that he couldn't see. Pharaoh couldn't see it, but he could see God by the way he was moving. So God is moving. Tell your neighbor, God is moving. Now, now say it with me. God's going to get your mama, your daddy, your children, all of your household. He is after them. Because I serve the King of Kings. They're going to come. They're going to come. That's why the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He's guiding me. He's guiding me. I prayed for a lot of people that I wanted to get to see them safe. And it took years. But while I was praying, he was making me. While I was praying, he was making me. And when the miracle came of everybody that was praying for, I was blessed. And then some of them passed away right when they got saved. So God wants to use you. Say it with me. God wants to use me. Say it again. God wants to use me. Say it louder. God wants to use me. Yeah. I'm not just going to be a church member. I'm going to be one that prays to a God that's going to convert those people. I am talking to my king and my God, not just to a regular God. Look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane in the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew, I'll read it to you. Chapter 26, when he's in Gethsemane, verse 36 Chapter 26, verse 36. Then cometh Jesus unto them, unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Verse 37. And he talked with Peter, and he, and he I mean, he, he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zippadee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. It was already starting. The prayer was already starting. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. 
And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not I, not as I will, but as thou willest. And he cometh unto the disciples and found them sleeping, spiritual giants sleeping, and said unto Peter, What, could ye not watch one hour? Watch ye, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, because the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Say with me, the flesh is weak. You see, this, this flesh that you have, it's very lazy when it comes to prayer. But when it comes to party, I want to party, party. You could be sick and tired, but you want to party. But when it comes to prayer, ah, when is this hour going to pass? I need to go get my rest. Jesus says, I'm going yonder and on. He says, already I started feeling heavy. And, and he says, I'm going to have to drink of that cup. I'm going to have to pay the price. If you could take it away from me, take it away from me. He said, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he goes back to the disciples and what were they doing for one? They couldn't even pray for one hour. One hour. Listen to me. It's time to get this flesh in order. In order. Because if you get this flesh into the presence of God, then you have, to, then you have a personal relationship with God. You got to tell this flesh, flesh, you're going to prayer. You got to talk to you, yourself. Sometimes you look kind of dumb, but I talk to myself. <laughs> Reuben, Reina, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Go pray. You got to go pray. And the battle starts. How many, how many of you have ever heard that? Go pray, but you don't go. You go astray. <laughs> go pray. No, I want to play. No, prayer is everything to the Christian. It is your weapon. It is your weapon to abolish the powers of the devil. You are not a weak individual. You just make yourself weak. You're not weak. God said, I made you strong. I gave you all my promises. I gave you all my Bible. All you have to do is act on the word and activate it. Activate it in your life. And you will see that God is more powerful than you. He will take it to the next level. To the next level. We don't want to be Mickey Mouse Christians. We don't want to be weak individuals. We want to be strong as lions. We want to roar with the power of God. We just don't want a little bit of God. I want an OD of God. Before we wanted, when we got drunk, we didn't get drunk with just a little drink, you know. Charlie, I went to the bar, give me the whole bottle. Put the bottle right here, shot after shot, come on. Bro. And now you come to drink with God, it's just a little drink. <laughs> but when you got drunk, you were staggering. Hey, I'll take you on, I'll fight with you. And they, they knock you out, boom. Why? Because you were too drunk. You walked down the street and you were drunk. Hey, what's up? The gorilla's here. You're crazy. Right? And now you're a Christian. I, I got hurt. Somebody said something bad to me and I got hurt. 
You're not drunk in the Holy Ghost. You're not dressed in the Holy Ghost. You're dressed in your flesh. You're living in the appetites of your flesh. Why don't you get drunk in the Holy Ghost? You will not care who says what about you. You will tell them something scared, seven or eleven or snake eyes. I'm the man. I'm the lady there of that house. I'm going to go forward. Don't you dare talk to me like that. Kid. We're going to church whether you like it or not. Now you're drunk in the Lord. You're not, you, none of you, none of you were, you know, social drinkers. You don't even know what that means. You were a marrano, you were a pig when it came to party. And now you're here at church, all sophisticated. Hey, come on, rise up with the power of God. Rise up with the power of God. You're a child, but you got a father. Let me say it again. You're a child, but you got a father. And you got a father that's bigger than the devil. You got a father that's bigger than any nation. You got a father that loves you so much that he died for you. And not only did he die for you, but he resurrected from the dead and gave you life. And life more in abundance. My king and my God. I'm coming around, sister. John. John chapter 1, and I would quote it, but I don't want to mess it up. One twelve to as many as received him. Listen to this, One twelve. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, <laughs> nor of the will of man, but of God. Woo. In other words, you, you have been born again by his spirit, not by a man. When it comes to your spiritual kingdom, by the spirit you've been born again. I am born again. Say it with me. I am born again. Born again. Say it again. I am born again. That means that God touched my heart, forgave me of my sins, and gave me a brand new spirit inside of me. Took away the old man that I was and made me into a brand new person. So because he made me into a brand new person, I have the authority to say, Abba, Father, my King and my God. I can call on you. That's the authority you've given me. And that's why the devil hits you so hard, because he, wa he wants you to give up. But you can't give up. You've got to move on because you know the God that saved you and forgave you of all your sins. And they were a lot of sins. So you got a, got a brand new family. Turn around and look at each other. That's your family. That's your family. Armando Jr., I need a haircut. You're my family. Yeah. We're family. We're not to abuse each other, but we're just to help each other. Because we're a family. We're the family of God in heaven. He's got everybody already there 
by written down, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Third of all, prayer is a positive outlook. <laughs> I am, Philip, I am. I can't even hear Philip from here. That's how spiritual I am. Everybody thinks I'm old. I know, like I'm here still. Ay, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My family, hallelujah. <laughs> verse 3, look at verse 3. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayers unto thee, and I will look up. I ain't looking down. I will look up. There's no, if you look down, there's nothing here. If you look up, you'll always live in the heavenly places where you need to live. It's a beautiful place to live in. This kind of prayer, when you know that you're a child of God and you start praying, there is no limits. There is no limits. Say it with me. There is no limits. Say it again. There is no limits. Again, there is no limits. Some of you are about to get new houses. And some of you, you think that your money is not lasting? Wait until you learn how to pay your tithe. Your money will last. You will be blessed going in and coming out. Why? Because there is no limit. God will bless your money. Say it with me. God will bless my money. Say it again. God will bless my money. Again, God will bless my money. I'm not going to say that you're going to be a millionaire. If you are, don't forget us. Right? But your money will last. Before the devil robbed all your money because you were living under the law. He would rob all your money. How many here can remember those broke days? Those ugly days. That you were borrowing from Sister Susie and Brother Flacco over there. You were borrowing money because you were broke. There is no limit. God will bless your money. When you give to the Lord's house and you give to the way of God to put it in this Bible, God will always make sure you got plenty of money. He'll make sure. Yeah, sometimes it gets rough, but God always makes up for it. All the time. So this is something that you have to understand that there's no limits and the expectations are never removed. Never removed. Because now you, you know what you're doing. And you don't do it because Soto says it or I say it. You do it because this big Bible will tell you. Will tell you. Or your little Bible. Or your phone. It will tell you. When you give and you're faithful to God, God will always bless you. Because there is no limit. That's just coin. That's just something that we use. That's all. It's when you graduate and you say, I'm leaving this place. <laughs> and you leave this flesh and your spirit stands before God and says, was it in vain? I wish I would have gone back there. You can't go back now. I got you here. Welcome in, you faithful servant. And then you look at his beauty that's there. It's beyond our understanding. Streets of gold. Glass on top of it. And there you are walking in. And it's glass and you look at it. And then those pearly gates begin to open. Bing! And you hear that voice. Well done, thou faithful soldier. 
Then you see all your friends there taking you in. We don't lose. There is no limits. There is no limits. There is no, no limits. So you pray to a God that's always there, always there. You don't have to wonder about if it's going to happen or does it going to happen. It's going to happen because God is large and in charge. So in the morning, why do he says, I'm going to give you, I'm prioritizing that. In the morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pray to you. I'm not going to let anything mess me up. I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to seek you with everything I got. Because I'm going to secure the whole day for my whole family, for all my relatives. I am securing every single thing in the morning. And he always looks up because the sun is always up. The moon is always up. We've got to look up. I think it was in the army they tell you. There's no sense of looking down. There's no money in the ground. It's time to look up. All of you that are going through stuff, look up. All of you that are getting hit everywhere, look up. Your blessing is right around the corner, but he wants to see if you're going to still stay standing, but your blessing is coming because there is no limit in what God can do. Time to get yourself in order. (laughs) Get yourself in order. How many can say, man, I'm being tested. I'm going through stuff that I've never gone through. Sometimes I feel so weird that COVID left me all messed up. My brain is all fogged. You look like foghorn, leghorn. Which way should I go? Oh, that was somebody else. Okay. It's time to clean it up. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us, thou shalt condemn. Thou shalt condemn. It's time to rise and to say, you know what? This is over. This fight is won. I made up my mind. It's won. Period. It's won. No matter how bad it looks, it's going to disappear. It's going to abolish. It's time it's time to get your side. Thank you, Raul. Say it louder, Raul. Okay. Thank God for Raul. You see, we're a family. I want us to stand, would you? Let's stand. Mm. And I want you to lift up your hands, would you? Lift up both hands, one without wrath and one without doubt. God is not mad at you. And there is no doubt in my heart that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Come on, lift them up. When that policeman put that gun on you, it went up. Today, there ain't got no gun. It's just our will with God. I want you to say it with me. Jesus, Jesus. let the Holy Spirit Spirit. rule my life life. in the name of Jesus. I bind the devil I bind the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus. I loosen the blood of Jesus upon my life, upon my family. I am expecting great things because I have no limits in the name of Jesus now.
I thank you. I will not doubt. I will not fear. But I will thank you. Say with me, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now give them a big clap offering. Thank them. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you to close your eyes. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor Reuben, I don't know what you talked about. I understand the word prayer because I was raised with it. I had religious parents around me. But I really don't know Jesus. Let me tell you something. Even if you don't come back to this church, I want to see you well with God wherever you go. And that's why you need Jesus. Because the Lord is not limited to a building. He is everywhere. Everywhere at one time. And if you say with me, Pastor, man, I know that I'm not right before God, but I need a Savior. You know, when I was in the world, I knew that I was bad. Nobody had to tell me. I just knew. But nobody ever told me that Jesus could get me out of it. I'm giving you the opportunity that Jesus can forgive all of your sins. From the original sin to all the sins that you committed, God already paid it on Calvary's cross and resurrected. If you're here and you say, Pastor, I really need Jesus in my life. I want you to lift up your hand right now and just say, you know what, Pastor, I need Jesus. Would you just lift it up? God bless this. Somebody else, real quickly, maybe turn on the lights a little bit there, Rudy, so I could see the hands. There you go. Thank you right there. It's good. I see that hand. I see that hand. Somebody else, real quickly.